Alrighty guys, welcome to Paid in Passion, where we let your passion work for you. Today we came with another guest, another UJ alum. Go dogs. Uh, go. Brian Lucier. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brian Lucier, I'm a media professional and filmmaker. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Could you explain that for us? Oh man. Uh so I guess it's two parts. So I'll explain the media professional part. Um, commercial director, producer, music video director, producer, uh, creative, all-encompassing, and then filmmaker, director, producer. So I guess I could have just said director, producer, but it's, it's many, limited. many different, many yeah. different facets of yeah. that. Yeah, so you're not limited. You have different. The different levels of all this. Yeah. Obviously, uh, this is something that I'm even myself not really so well diverse then so uh i greatly appreciate you appreciate you for coming to the show well, coming yeah. to the interview and we're just going to dive in so my first question is going to be what got you into the media product the media field the media industry uh what got me into it uh i the, the cliche answer is i always love watching movies mm-hmm. um i grew up only child so it was it was it wasn't much options for me mm-hmm. uh, as far as like entertaining myself as a mm-hmm. kid so uh i just used to watch movies all the time okay um my parents would take me to blockbuster every friday uh we was at the, the movie theater probably every other weekend uh i was the kid that saw all the new releases so i just i was just watching a lot of movies and uh i tried acting for a little bit when i was like 10 it lasted like three months mm-hmm. and i was like this isn't it, but I still want to do something in this, mm-hmm. um, which led me to, you know, movies. So that okay. was that was that was my primary. And then as it expanded, as I got older, I got my first camera, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I can't make a big budget like Harry Potter right now, but right. what can I do with a camera? Mm-hmm. And that just opened up a lot of a lot of doors, a lot of a lot of opportunities, you know whatever I could do with mm-hmm. the resources that I had right. as a teenager. Right. And that really goes into, you know, if you really have your mind on a mission, you'll be able to do what you can do, what you can do with the resources that you have at a moment. Absolutely. Because you can always, you know, get the biggest camera, you know, get the biggest lights and everything. But you're not, if you're not really um, invested in what you want to do, mm-hmm. all those will be wasted. So it's a, it's a great thing that, you know, you had this vision of what you wanted to do and you made, you did what you did with what you have, what you had, and now you have what you have Absolutely. and doing even greater things. That's it just, it just really all good. compounds on each other, you right. know, it just all adds up the more you keep going. Right. So did you have any um, other desires growing up? As nah. far as like, <laughs> that, yeah. this, this was it. It was always um, the, the, the entertainment and media field. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say that I have pursued my plan A and made my plan A mm-hmm. shake. Um, 
what I went to school to do. Mm-hmm. So I majored in entertainment and media studies, okay. which was basically production basics. Um, I minored in film studies, got out of school. I'm in the industry that I went to school for. Right. So I'm, I'm you know, blessed to say my yeah, plan A has panned out. That's so great. this was always it. That's great to hear. So I know you've, you basically had a long journey within this uh, entertainment industry. And I'm sure you've had many highs, which you will come to. Mm-hmm. But uh, something that I want to help encourage my audience to know is that um, everything that we go through, you're going to have those lows. And it's really just about what you do to, I don't want to say this, what you do with those lows to make you a better person. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's kind of ironic as you say that. So I saw something on my Instagram this morning uh, with an actor. I, I can't remember the name. So if, if you're watching this, then I'm sorry. I would give you the proper credit. But he said he was talking to his therapist. Uh, he was like, man, like when I have high highs, like I'm <laughs> he's like when i have high highs like i'm up there i just hate that my lows are so low and his therapist was he was like, i just want to like balance that out so um, i i feel balanced my lows aren't so high and his therapist was like you gotta think about like if you're in the hospital and you know i can't think of the term right now but the, the heart monitor is going up and down but if it steadies out i mean flatline right like it's over so it's just a matter of riding those waves it's gonna dip down low sometimes but Right. You kind of just gotta you gotta stay forward thinking because it's gonna go back up. So yeah, I've had my fair share of of lows. Like definitely with with pursuing that plan A is mm-hmm. not a it's not an easy path. And then you can get on Instagram and everybody's only sharing their highlights. But mm-hmm. real life, when you're pursuing something, pursuing a passion, there's there's gonna be some lows that you gotta weather. Right. Uh, there's one thing, even again, what some of the things that I try to do to help encourage myself even doing things like this is listen to other podcasts that are similar to what I do. So again, I also forgot the name of the the podcast. So if you're watching, I'll give you a proper credit. But the person that was in the interview was Steve Harvey. And I'm not really sure if everyone knows about his whole, his career and how he became what he became, but he definitely you had to go through a lot of rough patches to get to where you where you are where he is now. And one thing that really stood out to me was him saying that every every failure is supposed to have two the co- the reasons for failures is to have two outcomes, a lesson and a blessing. Yeah. But you have to get out of those failure times. You can't let your you can't let the failure define you. Oh, yeah. At that point. Yeah. So it's like after those times, you know, you failed, you learned. With you learning that way, you're able to make better decisions in the future. You're, be- you're, you're going to have better outcomes based mm-hmm. off of those better decisions. And, you know, when you wrote, when you uh, sow what you reap. Mm-hmm. So when you reap so what you sow? When you reap what you yeah, sow, you yeah. <laughs> when you reap what you sow, you know, yeah. it's more than what you sow. You can plant one one apple seed and you're gonna get 20 apples, Absolutely. you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just about what you do with that. So that's that's pretty great. So when you talked about uh, school, going into inter- entertainment media studies, can you kind of talk to us about how you end up choosing a school like UJ for this? Oh yeah, for sure. So um, 
So I guess I start before school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my first exposure to production, filmmaking, making a movie, my my parents put me in this summer camp for teenagers, I think when I was like 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was called like Camp Flicks. And it was like a week long. Uh, We were at... The first summer was at Emory. The second summer was at Oglethorpe. It was just different teenagers. They put us in a group by age group, I think. It's like, this is your group. You guys make a a, a short film. Okay. By the end of the week, we're going to have like a little screening, you invite your family, all of that. So that was my first like exposure of writing a script and working with a team, shooting this movie, and then presenting it to an audience. So mm-hmm. it's like, I want to do this. So I did that two summers. And one thing my mom would always tell me was like, you know this industry is built on networking. Right. I'm like 16. I don't really know what that means yet. Right. But it's just like, what, what, I know you're really passionate about this, but when you get out, it's going to be solely rely on networking. So go into looking for a college, just like any other 18-year-old. Like Nobody really knows what. I just know that I love... I love Georgia. Right. Um, my my older brother played football at University of Georgia, um, so I had exposure to Georgia. And then I'm touring. I'm like, who has the best media program, um, especially in state? UGA happened to be restructuring theirs at the time, so their mass media arts program. Mm-hmm. They were really tailoring it to um, production basics okay. because Georgia was becoming. The Hollywood of the South. Yeah, Georgia was booming for production. People moving from LA to Georgia mm-hmm. for this. So University of Georgia program was like sold me specifically. Like by the time you apply for your major, this program is going to be tailored to give you the basics that you need when you get out of college to go into the industry that's booming in Georgia. So I was like, cool. So that's that. That, that's what sold me. So I went in with the expectation that I was going to get in. Very competitive major. I think it had like 60 slots in, in Grady. Wow. And I was on the wait list. I was number 63. Mm. <laughs> so shout out to them three people that <laughs> dropped. We appreciate <laughs> three people, you. Yes, I really appreciate you. I have no idea what you did for me. So the three people that dropped uh, to open up a spot for me um, in that major. And then I did, you know, did not take it, to, take it for granted. So I was able to get um you know my introduction to screenwriting um directing like being able to direct a couple short films editing and how to use those different softwares um just learning about the 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 television industry as well as film so yeah shout out to uga entertainment and media studies program and then i was balancing being a film studies minor at the same time so i had the coolest minor because i had to watch movies like every every week and dissect them nice 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 okay yeah, that's definitely one thing that I try to uh, enforce with my my students, just as far as how important networking is. Mm-hmm. Like literally straight up, first day of class, no one knows what's going on. The first assignment is for you to meet someone that you don't know, talk to them, give me three facts about that person, and based off what you say, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. So it's yeah. not simply he likes basketball, okay, does he have a favorite basketball team? Does he have this? Does he have that? And what I try to, and some of them were, some of it is clicking, and I and I kind of hate that sometimes it comes to a point where you realize things too. Well, people as humans, you know, we realize things too late, and now we only have the choice of thinking about thinking back in hindsight. But 
the power of networking is crazy and what you can do with a five minute conversation can literally make your whole life. For sure, for yeah. sure. That's uh that's it's very similar to um my the first day in my major, like my professor in our intro class was like, look to your left, look to your right, these are the people that you're gonna work with in this industry. Uh you may not know that right now, but these are the people that you're mm -hmm. gonna um work with. And a couple of years later, I'm watching an interview with Issa Rae, and she's talking about the concept of working across, like mm -hmm. especially in the media industry and the entertainment industry. A lot of people are like, come in with the expectation they're going to work up. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I need to get this in front of this famous person so they can put me on. Right. And that's not how, that's not really how it go. Mm -hmm. But if you work with your homeboy that got a camera and your homegirl that got some lights, and you working across your network, y'all can really cook up right. something with what you got. Mm -hmm. And these are the same people that you're in the trenches with. Like these are the same people that you are cooking up the ideas where y'all are growing together. Right. So it's a lot, a lot of like growth in working across okay. networking. Okay, that sounds good. And it's it's a fact though, it's a fact. Uh, so my next question is, you mentioned, you know, of course we're talking about network right now and not to go too deep into who your network is, <laughs> Wait, can you tell us, you know, maybe with like one of your favorite memories or one of your best memories so far as being in the industry? Yeah, uh, network. Honestly, um, there's a season, the season of my life when just fresh out of school, just like knowing that I was, I, I, w I didn't want to be a videographer, but I wanted to be in production and I had to work with a team to get the quality of the stuff um, that I wanted to make. So out of that, I uh, was able to form a, a media collective, um, Neighborhood Rejects, that was, you know, just me and other other creatives that, you know, had experience with a camera. Mm -hmm. um, and we were just like, that was that was our day to day it was just creating. It was we were blessed to, to grow with our clients that came to us and saw our work and wanted to work with us um so yeah that 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 network is also afforded this this room that we're mm -hmm. shooting out right. of right now yeah. uh shout out to my boy e-man for setting this up so yeah my okay. my network of working across has opened a lot of doors okay. for sure so i've had mm -hmm. i mean because y'all i've had like networks that i've worked on on independent films that have been like that have worked on other television shows that, okay. that as like production assistants or were higher on shows and was like, do you want to come work on this show? Mm -hmm. And those doors have opened, you know, more doors because I get on the show and then meet another person right, and another right. person. So the whole thing just relies on just making those good genuine connections too. I also want to stress that like right. not networking just off of, of a facade, like right. presenting what somebody else can do for you right like genuinely making a connection off of this somebody i like their vibe i right. like that we can mesh let's let's see what we can right. what we can do like right. making real genuine connections yeah and i feel like people can al always kind of feel if you're just trying to use them mm -hmm. for you know either use them for clout or use them for the resources versus you know you like me as a person yeah Although yeah. I am this person, yeah. but you generally, you know, we generally have this, uh, this friendship or whatever we have going on and I like spending time with you or, you know, we can have a conversation. Yeah. 
this without all this so yeah, like like you got to be beware of the snakes like yeah. if, we, if we can't go go out and get like a bite to eat for real like aside from the project that we're working mm-hmm. on we probably yeah we probably shouldn't be exchanging contact for real because right. somebody's gonna get used yeah and it's not trying to do that no definitely not, yeah. definitely not so that's great uh so i want to rewind back to um neighborhood rejects mm-hmm. you guys have like a page for this so so neighborhood rejects is you know we, we are officially defunct Okay. Like, yeah, like as a, as a unit, but how that happened was when you have a a collective of freelancers. Mm-hmm. Um, er, you know, everybody has their own lane, mm-hmm. different opportunities. Um, operating as as a business mm-hmm. uh, gets a little sticky because like you gotta adjust schedules, yeah. you gotta adjust like like time and 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 comparing schedules with each other, uh, but it don't work out because somebody could be on one show and another person could be on another project that lasts X amount of months, mm-hmm. but you still got bills that got to get paid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're still operating as a business. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was definitely a, a fun season. Mm-hmm. It was a great season. Um, open many doors, open many networks. Uh, but you know, now I think you can find us all venturing into, mm-hmm. into different ventures. Uh, some exciting ones yeah. that are coming up, right. uh, especially personally. I got some, some coming up that's okay. in the same same vein, same yeah. okay. same vein of that. We look, we look forward to that. We look forward thank you, to thank that. you. And so that even goes back talking about uh, genuine relationships because although at the, you know, you guys had your season of neighborhood rejects and it was a great time. I even remember parts of it. You guys still had this friendship now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. all it's it's all love. It's all right. for sure. Like. We was like, I, I look at it as like, if if you're around for this, you're going to get this uh, eye future. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you had Tyler, you had Earl, you had Frank Ocean. They were all a collective right. on the internet. Uh, they were all under this label. They were all under this collective, but they were all their different artists. Yeah. And they had to eventually branch out into their own different mm-hmm. artists. So um, that, you know, it's a lot of excitement in that, a lot of excitement in closing the, the book. Mm-hmm. on one closing a chapter on one chapter and then moving on to another mm-hmm. but still maintaining that genuine networking uh relationship so if i need you for a project i can call you and then also like yo like what's up like how you doing you want to yeah. go grass on the eat so yeah it's all about maneuvering through through, yeah. through this industry yeah okay, that sounds good so we just heard the word freelancing yes and i am sure that it's a new word to lots of people can you kind of explain to us what freelancing is, how you got into freelancing, and kind of what you're what you're thinking about with it? Yeah, so freelance, um, and this is especially for the creatives. In in my definition, I don't know what the Webster definition is, but you are your own boss. You are your own. Um, yeah, you're your own everything. You pretty much work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you are your brand. You don't have to clock in for a nine to five. You are your nine to five. You are whatever hours you set. So mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta be responsible, like me, and not like work out, work around the clock because mm-hmm. that could happen. But yeah, so it's really like project based um, for a lot of creatives, especially myself as a freelancer, because um, you know it's it's a gig to gig. It's a this is where the network comes in. It's who's calling your phone. It's what clients are aware of your work. It's right. who you've gotten your work in front of. Um, 
because it's just all about you know maintaining mm-hmm. but then you like i said you're your own boss so you're your own everything you, mm-hmm. you're your own accountant you got to maintain all of this as your own entity as a freelancer um but it, it it's fun it's fun and it's stressful <laughs> but it yeah. is um it is it is definitely something that afford and it's a it's a lifestyle as well mm-hmm. like it's it being able to set your own schedule but knowing you still got a work some work to get done or a project that has to get completed um no two days are ever really the same as Mm -hmm. a as a freelancer no two projects are the same Mm -hmm. um but it's a it's a it affords a lot it it affords a lot there's a a lot of freedom in it okay what got you into it or how were you uh introduced um (laughs) almost accidentally i ain't gonna lie to you uh just fresh out of college there was a lot of different routes that i could have taken right um especially in the media like i could in there there were different avenues that i tried like you know what if i go work for this company that's not exactly what i want to do i won't mm-hmm. be able to call the shots but i will still be in the building of this corporation mm-hmm. um so it, it kind of just fell into it, especially around the time where neighborhood research was really cooking. Mm-hmm. And then we were like building our clientele mm-hmm. and then also, you know, kind of, kind of getting a little, little check off of it and like right. seeing the fruits of the, of the labor from it mm-hmm. and um, being able to try different positions. Like I might direct this project and then I might produce this project, whatever. Um, and I'm still a, a, a freelancer. So it was kind of something that I, I fell into. And then I hopped on YouTube University and yeah. uh, started looking into some videos and like learning how to actually do this. And mm-hmm. then the hard part was really accepting like you're a freelancer, mm-hmm. especially when you got friends that are on a more traditional path or you have friends that are getting promotions or they're comfortable or you know, they're being able to, to, they're on their second apartment or mm-hmm. whatnot. And you're like, man, like my motion, not really looking like exactly like that right mm-hmm. now, but I know it's coming. Like right. that's the, that's the challenging part about yeah. freelancing, especially fresh out of school, mm-hmm. fresh out of college, like 22, 23 years old and, and figuring it out, uh, post-grad, but yeah, it's a, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's a lot of people that leave their nine to fives to freelance full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of freelancers who are going back to their nine to five is just a lot of consistency with it, mm-hmm. or it has to require a lot of consistency. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is it like a website that you just go to, like to freelancing <laughs> in this field? Uh, there, there, there's some, but uh, really, it's really like positioning yourself. Uh, there's a few. I wish I, I could name them off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. like, I, I pretty much use what everybody else use LinkedIn. Um, yeah. The, the beautiful thing about uh, my field is that I can use my social media to market right. myself. Yeah. So my social media is pretty much like a portfolio mm-hmm. um, as well as having my own website. And then there's a matter of, you know, cold emailing, mm-hmm. like sending these emails to these clients that you want to potentially work with. Like, mm-hmm. here's my work. Um, here's what I do and really selling yourself and marketing yourself and just being like, Hey, I would love to work with you if you would love to work with me. Um, but there are also some sites where you can, you know, they're posting listings of mm-hmm. we're looking for this job. We're looking for a stills photographer. We're looking for um, a videographer. And then you can 
post, you know, apply for that just like any other job because freelance is, it, it's a lot in this, the field. A lot of positions can be freelancers, mm -hmm. photographers, okay. videographers, um, you know, makeup stylists. Like most people in the industry, you'll find that they're freelancers. Okay. So, okay. And I, I can see that though. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I can tell definitely. Because another thing that I'm trying to do with uh, these videos is to, like, when I'm looking to help, like, teens and yeah. young adults, is trying to match up the, the, the type of person they are to the field or to the career. Right, right. Because we can all have, well, I don't want to say it like that. There's just certain things that you have to know that you're going to face when you go into the field. Oh, yeah. So going to freelancing, you obviously have to be very disciplined. You have to be consistent. You have to be determined. Yeah, all of those. You can say a lot of careers involve that, but especially with this one, it's like you don't. You're not consistent. You're not determined. You're not. Yeah. You're not gonna. Eat. You don't eat. Yeah, like, you don't you eat. Know, like, you don't eat. Like you it, actually see. There's a lot of and then what you're a, coming out with. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things that's out of your control. Like, like I said, this is a gig gig industry, so you can get a, a gig that lasts for X amount of months, right? And then you your phone might not ring for three months. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure you put that that, that bread aside right. for real um, to, to be straight and then managing your money. Right. That's something important. Uh, managing your own books, making sure that, you know, everything organized. Like mm -hmm. you really have to be your own boss, your own accountant, uh, all of that. So you, Do you think there's a difference between freelancing and like entrepreneurship or like what is uh, uh, it's probably like a Venn diagram, I would say. Okay. Like there, there's there's overflows, mm -hmm. but um, like a like an entrepreneur can be a freelancer, right. but you can also be a freelancer, That's not necessarily an entrepreneur. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, okay. Unless you, but then it overlaps. So, um, soft launch. I'm in the I'm in the the process of launching a new venture. Um, that would be an LLC that I operate under mm -hmm. as a freelancer. That's good. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So somebody really put me on game when yeah. I launched my first LLC way back after my first internship. Shout mm -hmm. out to Mr. Aaron Paxton Arnold put me on. Uh, so registered as an LLC. So all of my freelance opportunities will be registered under mm -hmm. this company. Okay. So now because it's a registered business, technically an entrepreneur as well right so okay that's nice okay yeah. you're putting me on game too i feel that i feel that okay just that just made me a little too excited i started thinking about some other stuff <laughs> oh yeah good oh we're gonna yeah, chat, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, chat yeah, more yeah, about yeah, that yeah, in detail yeah. off, the, off the record off yeah, the books, yeah. off the okay. books. okay i like that I do, I do i do all right so going back to neighborhood rejects mm -hmm. how are you able to find these people that you can kind of say we all kind of have like the same goal or, you know, we have a mission because a lot of times we probably have group ideas, but we don't know how to execute them. Right. Right. So um, short answer network, but I'll tell you the story. So I, um, towards the end of my senior year at UGA, I shot a music video for an artist um, and, you know, it was, I did it very solo. I, that I've never shot a music video solo ever again. Uh, I was my own lighting. I was my own camera. I was yeah. directing. I was like, "This is a lot," and it took a lot out of me. And I just graduated, and I really want to do it. Right. Um, uh, 
I am um, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to the greatest frat of all time. So my frat brother, uh, E-Man, Emmanuel, that I knew from Kennesaw State, I would just see him on, on, on the gram, and he was doing the same thing. Like, he was shooting videos. He was shooting music videos. He was doing the same thing at Kennesaw. So when the opportunity came for me to shoot a music video again with the same artist, I was like, I can't do it. Like, I physically can't do it again. So I called an email. I was like, bro, do you want this project? Like, I, I don't want to do it, but I, I can recommend you to do it. And he was like, cool. My only stipulation is that you pull up on the set. Like, mm-hmm. just, just just come pull up. Like, you ain't got to do nothing. Just come kick it. So E-Man shot the video. I pulled up on the set. And then we end up just kind of like collabing accidentally because it was a small music video. And then it was like, that was kind of fun. Like, we, we, can, we can for sure do that. And E-Man got to telling me about, you know, the people that he knew over at Kennesaw that was mm-hmm. still doing the same thing, Tommy and, and DACA. And right. he was like, they're all doing the same thing. So a few months later, um, also forgot to mention that Neighborhood Rejects had already been a thing that they had started in a previous iteration that had kind of like fallen off. Mm-hmm. Like some people chose different paths in their mm-hmm. original group. Um, so they had done, did the other thing, but E-Man was still like, I want to bring back neighborhood rejects. We can do it again. Let's do it the right way. Like, so that fall was just us launching. And then, you know, this person, you know, this artist, Mm -hmm. let's do a music video with them. Let's do a music video with them. Mm -hmm. I know this person, I got a brand, let's shoot a commercial for them. Okay. And then the clientele just kind of started rolling from there. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That so makes sense. yeah, so so networking and trading contacts, and mm-hmm. this is who's in your phone. This who's in my phone. I know this person. This person just hit me up. You want to produce this? Let me direct it. Like cool. Like it. It was a. It was definitely an opportunity that let us just just cook, and it was fun. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So just building with building with who you know. Right. So, yeah. So of course you already said freelancing is something you make it how you do it. The hours that you spend, the many hours that you spend has to go towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So besides all that, when when you, when it's your downtime, what do you enjoy doing outside of you know media, talking to clients, writing um, directing? So I still never lost the, the the first love of watching movies. So mm-hmm. I just like strike out solo, go watch a movie at the movie theater, or turn something on. Um, got back into reading that that's been a, a pastime the, the 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 downtime of the pandemic afforded me a chance to start picking up some books again so mm-hmm. that was cool uh self-care days you know i like to hit the spa get a massage every couple yeah. couple months got you know gotta get a, gotta yeah. get that in uh and then just you know calling up my friends like mm-hmm. i never can't 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 lose sight of the friendships like right. I, I generally find ins- inspiration with just hanging mm-hmm. with my friends so I, I I never want to get too much to the to the point where I'm working too much where I don't have time right. for my people. Okay. Like I really want to want to want to make sure I keep that straight. So okay. it's just a matter of just just balancing my time, yeah. mm-hmm. balancing my time. Okay. What advice would you have for I want to say specifically young film directors and then those just going into the entertainment uh, industry? Uh, let's see. Those that are, let's start with go, those that are going into the, the industry uh, in general. And I want to start there because there are 
so many different roles in the industry that I found out when I got experience um, just by being like a production assistant or being a first assistant director on independent films. Um, that you can be a production coordinator, you can be a production manager, you can find yourself in the camera department, you can find yourself in the lighting department. Um, really find out what your niche is and then zero in on that. Because there's, when, when you look at the credits on a movie, a TV show, whatever it is that you're watching, most people don't. But if you ever like take the time to actually look at it, it's a lot, a lot of roles. It's a lot of departments. These are jobs. Like there's a, there, there's a lot of opportunities for it. So just find out where you fit in on that and then have fun with it. Uh, my advice for for directors, if you feel like you've got stories to tell, um, tap in on that and, and figure out what it is that makes it specific to you. Why is it that you want to tell these stories? What is it that you want to communicate with people through your films or your series or, or what it is? Um, find your voice and it's going to take a lot of of making some things that are bad that's cool people don't have to see it you know but it's a it's a lot of experimenting so don't be afraid to start and don't be afraid to fail no that's great that's great advice do you have any uh role models in the industry yeah absolutely um isa isa ray yeah um isa ray is a big one just her start on yeah the web yeah with YouTube and all Black that. Girl yeah. and just that was no budget like yeah. they were just making it happen and still found the the audience that afforded her the connections to get to HBO mm -hmm. to have Insecure um, to successfully run for five seasons and right. then have her production mm -hmm. company like that's a come up yeah um, I actually just listened to her uh, podcast yeah. like two weeks ago yeah that's a great yeah. one yeah she she has plenty of great speeches yeah. I, I i watched her master class a couple okay. summers ago mm -hmm. fantastic stuff um ryan coogler is another one mm -hmm. just i think he has a, a flawless filmography um and he's just authentic and you can you can tell that all everything that he touches is personal mm -hmm. um there's something about what he puts into each one of his films that's like that was a Ryan Coogler film. Nobody right. else could have made that. Uh, even with the Black Panther, like even managing to make something as massive on a Marvel scale and still right. find a way to talk about stuff like grief mm -hmm. or like legacy, like yeah. that's that's cool. Um, Donald Glover as well, just from yeah. being from the east side of Atlanta, like right. myself, um, being how you know a comedian and a writer and a director and an actor like so much yeah, a rapper like, a rapper right? like that showed me like bro like you don't have to pigeonhole yourself right. into one yeah. form right. of the arts like you can do all of this and still be creative and still find a following and still make good stuff stuff yeah. that people want to talk about right. and dissect so anybody that's oh and i can't forget the the master spike lee uh yes <laughs> yeah the master Spike Lee just taking a, a, a deep dive into his his films like yeah. the, the the goat the goat yeah yeah that's right Ava DuVernay like she she she's dope as well like there's a lot of 
a lot of talented black filmmakers that I aspire to hopefully join the, the list. Yeah, of. you will. So for sure. I appreciate I really that. Will. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Definitely. that's 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 my inspo. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to another thing is that I like to find I like to see the progress. So I definitely look forward to we're gonna have our part two interview. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have our part two interview. I'm I'm yeah. excited to see where 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 this is. Yeah. Like, I know this is what your third episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where where you are. Um the end of this year, this time mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Um we, we have some chats off camera about how this is where mm-hmm. you see this and you know. Like like we said, I'm a resource. So yeah. whatever I can do yeah. to you know just hit my line, Definitely. we can, we can chat that. about it. But you got some good here. I appreciate you having me on. Definitely. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. Okay. So the last thing we have here. All right. So you walk out of this building right now, right? And you go to your car, and the first thing you do is remember that you need to put on your hat forward before you start driving because the sun is too bright outside, as you can see. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, the dog that she forgot that was in your back seat, the fin fell off. Just now you know you have to walk into the ocean to find its third fin. But while you're walking into the ocean, the beluga whale that you remember, the beluga whale that we talked about off scene? For sure, yeah. The beluga whale says, oh, wait, you forgot that you left the, you left the fin at UJ in the... Um, I'm just making up something. I ain't, I ain't have a joke to that. So <laughs> you just rambling. I thought it was coming. I, I thought it was like some like some Mad Libs, like yeah. filling you know filling the blank. I, I didn't know where it was going. I was like, bro, I want to know the end of the story. Like for, for one, did, does the dog have gills? Like see the dog, how, how's the dog breathing? The dog in the back does seat? have gills, but it's like one of those amphibian type. Word, because we've right. been in here for a minute, so yeah. that dog might be like. But you know, like the evaporation. True, true. So, you know, it's still like on that last couple of three no, minutes. I ain't, I ain't leave my windows down. We in Atlanta, so mm. can't do that. Can't mm. do that. But you know, the water boys around here, though. So, you know, they probably did some. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Paid in Passion. Let your passion work for you. I'm going to go ahead and use this. And scene. And that's a wrap. And scene.